Welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is the place to connect to who you truly are. We're bringing PhDs, experts, and leaders to help you elevate your mindset in your work life and in your love life so that you can see things differently and truly love your world. I'm Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, author, and TEDx speechwriter and booker, and I'm excited to bring you in to this week's episode. Okay, U-Turn friends, it's Ashley here, and you know the drill. We have somebody magical on the show, but it's not somebody that is simply magical. If you're a newer listener and you haven't experienced her, it's a repeat guest, one of my favorite people in the whole world, who happened to be my therapist in 2010, who I found on Yelp. And she obviously has the highest ethics and professionalism, so she waited a few years to be my friend. (laughs) And now she is transforming so many lives through helping coaches become who they can really be as a coach. She has a coaching certification through her institute, which we're going to talk about. And she is just a powerhouse at helping people really get clarity and facilitate masterfully. If you're thinking about becoming a coach or you want to up-level your career as an existing coach, you already have your business, I can't recommend her enough. She has a boot camp going on the 22nd to the 26th. It's a no-brainer thing to join. Whether you do her certification or not, you're going to get so much value out of that. If you want to just be your own coach, you don't need to coach other people, go to the boot camp. And today we're going to talk about clarity. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about how to get to know yourself and limiting beliefs. So grab your pen, grab your notepad. It's time. Alyssa, Thank you so much for coming. It's Alyssa Nobrega, my friends. I'm so happy to be here, Ashley. So good. Yeah, we were, I was your therapist, I was your coach, and now you're one of my best friends. It's a beautiful journey we've had. What is life? And by the way, I love that Nobrega, your last name. I can't believe I just found out that means no fighting in Portuguese. No fight, no worries. Yeah. Yeah, that's just not for you. You're not a fighter, you're such a lover. It's all about acceptance. So I've watched you the past five years like thinking about your coaching certification, creating it, mm-hmm. you've manifest, you've scaled it, you're continuing to scale it. Mm-hmm. I've seen you work through hiring the right people. I've seen you work through structuring your content in a way that people can understand it. I've seen you work your ass off. I've seen you take breaks. Yeah. What is the biggest thing you're seeing in the coaching space right now with all the coaches that you're certifying? Yeah, that's a good. I I think life is the real coach. So anything that life presents us as a challenge or as a gift is, you know, specifically let's talk about challenges because people don't usually come to see a coach to be like, it's going amazing. (laughs) It's usually because they want to get to their next level. And I say that the blocks that are in the way are the way. Those are stepping stones. Those are breadcrumbs to your next level. And so anything that we're presented with in life helps us overcome it as we accept it, as we embrace it. And it can be that stepping stone. So for me, business was a professional and personal development path. So I think of business and personal development hand in hand. And you saw me go through my initiation of, you know, we've had almost like a thousand grads in the last few years. People love this program so much. And I had no idea that I'd be initiated through team and hiring and management, things that I cared less about. And still very important. I love sales. You know me. I love sales. We can talk about that because I think a lot of people, you know, sales to me feels it's aligned when you know that you're focused on what you can give rather than what you can get. Okay. So when you have the energy and the strategy, you've got the right heart and intention to deeply and profoundly help somebody change their life. And then you have a solid sales framework that 
demonstrates the value. You don't just talk about it and you watch people change their life. Of course, you want to share it with them. So it's a win. It feels good. And what I see in the, you know, and I think anybody looking for career clarity or looking for what they're wanting to do in their life, having the inner tools, doing the inner work is a game changer. So I love that you shared the boot camp is for people that want to up-level their life skills and tools so they can navigate being better parents, better lovers, better leaders. Or if you are a coach that's newer seasoned, specifically, a lot of people like this industry because you can work from anywhere in the world. You can set your own schedule. You make really good money and it's fulfilling, right? So you can, there's a lot of variety around it. You know, coaches make anywhere from beginning three to 500 an hour. And so people don't get that. And you can do a lot better from that. You just have to be in the integrity to be a really solid coach. And that comes with training and mentorship. But people say, for example, specifically coaches, they'll say, I hate putting myself out there, quote unquote. Yeah. You slow it down. It's you don't put yourself out there. You put your services out there. Mm -hmm. Or they say, I hate asking for money. If we slow it down, you don't actually ask for money. You state your fees and your potential clients are empowered to say yes or no. No Mm -hmm. asking. Because when we think we're asking, it's like being a child looking to our parent to give us an allowance. Can I have? And we lose our power. Mm. So that's why doing some of the inner work plays into how we can perform. So, you know, psychological transformational work with strategic performance-based work is my jam. The mix of those two. Yeah, you're so good at the inner and the outer. And I find that a lot of people overfocus on one or the other. Just yesterday, I, w- I was actually going to send you a voice note about this. I I get pitched in the DMs all the time, but I don't always see them. I have no judgment on it. I think it's a great strategy to message people cold. I love cold messaging. <laughs> I really do. I really <laughs> fucking do. <laughs> and so I don't have any story about the game of that. Some guy messaged me and he's like a podcast placement guy. Like he mm-hmm. places people on shows. I went on 150 shows. You saw me go buck wild when my book came out. You, One of your gifts is you go all in. And that is a requirement for success. I can talk about the four that people need, but being consistent and going all in is a game changer. And you do that. And it doesn't need to be intense. You like spurts. So you go in all in for a while and you're like, I need a break or I want to mm-hmm. do something different. But the willingness to go all in and have that focus is part of what I think makes you successful. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, I mean, if you're not being, you can't really sustain it. So it's, I think the few things I have gone all in on that I have sustained, it's like they're very aligned with who I am. Like this podcast is a good example. Yeah. Still at it six years later, never missed a week, you know? Yeah. But I love what you're saying. It's interesting. This guy, he's a war vet and I have such a soft spot for veterans. So. I never pay attention to podcast tour pitches because I went on 150 shows. I literally had my fix, even though I enjoy the connection of it. And I was like, hey, it depends on what shows you can get me on because I've been offering my TED Talk writing and booking Mm -hmm. and I've been offering it on podcasts. And I was like, if you can find some shows and hosts that would love to collaborate on offering this to their audience, that's great. I'd be curious to hear, but I'm not looking for a retainer monthly relationship. I'm looking for like a pay to place thing because you and I with our friends, Alyssa, we could probably network our way over to any of these hosts, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to put my time into that. I'd rather just focus on what I'm doing. So I ended up talking to him. I really liked him. I thought, oh, this is so unlike me to hire somebody to do something that I can so do. You hired him? No, he ended up killing the sale. Oh, (laughs) He wanted to charge my credit card on the call. 
Mm-hmm. But I was like, hey, I actually need to. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't. He's usually the way I work is I charge the card on the call call in full. Uh-huh. And I was like, I have no problem paying you $8,000 for what you're committing to doing. Yeah. But I need to see your paperwork. Like, I need to see what the agreements yes. are. Good. Yeah. And he goes, all right, how do you feel about a 10% refundable deposit? And I said, equally bad because yeah. I'm still not seeing the paperwork. Right. And he was like, you know, sometimes people want to get on these calls and they're not serious. I'm like, I'm serious as fuck. I take action when I want to do something. I'm no nonsense. I don't willy vanilla anything. Yeah. Like I'm in or I'm out. You're out. Yeah. (laughs) Like I have a lot of personal clarity. My therapist that I have now, she always says, if only I could bottle your clarity up and sell it. (laughs) You're like, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to perfume, like clarity. But yeah, so. I just was like, that's not me. Whatever customer you're thinking about. So anyway, I ended up seeing a friend of ours last night and mentioning this to her. And I was like, I still liked him and wanted to work with him, but I didn't like how it felt. Good. You should follow that. And she's, yeah, don't work with him. Yeah. I mean, most people think that they need to do fear-based scarcity tactics to sell. And that's because they were taught how to sell from somebody else. That's why so many people feel gross about, quote unquote, pushing people. And when you genuinely come from a clean place where you're unattached, you know, you've done your mindset work, you know that clients are everywhere, then you can come with generosity and you have a right approach. I never want to be an impulse buy for someone. I want committed, consistent clients. So I want to hear their hesitations. And let me unpack this a little bit. So anytime you're moving forward on something that any of us wants, (laughs) two things happen. One is if we ever had a quote unquote bad experience from the past, maybe we invested in a program and it wasn't right for us or something negative happened from it, we're going to be gun shy. We're going to be hesitant to move forward. So sometimes it's about looking at what the learnings were from before so that we can set ourselves up for success moving forward. Mm -hmm. But any of the fears and doubts that come up need to be honored. We don't want to make decisions from that place. So we acknowledge that part of us that's scared or hesitant. But I tell my clients, I want my potential clients, I want you to be scared and excited. When you're on that edge, it tells me you're about to go through a breakthrough. I don't want you flipped out, paralyzed in fear. And I want to hear what the fear is so I can help you understand what's the positive intention within it and then upgrade the methodology. Because if the, the methodology is to hold yourself back and never move forward or invest in yourself again, say if somebody had a bad experience, then they're not going to grow. The longer it takes to fall asleep at night, the more stressed out I get about being exhausted the next day. For me personally, the Magnesium Breakthrough Supplement has helped solve my sleep problems from winding down at the end of a stressful day to tossing and turning and waking up groggy. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers has been such a game changer. Here's the thing. More than 75% of the population is deficient in magnesium. And what most people don't really know is that even if they're taking a magnesium supplement, they're probably still deficient because they're not getting all seven forms of magnesium. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers is the ultimate way to give your body all seven forms of magnesium in one supplement. And it's the only product on the market I know doing all seven of them. Not only does it help you sleep better, but Magnesium Breakthrough helps calm your mind and allows you to feel grounded and relaxed during the day and especially before bed. So don't miss out on the most relaxing sleep you can have with Magnesium Breakthrough. And for an exclusive offer for the U-Turn community, head on over to bioptimizers.com slash U-Turn. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com 
slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N and use the promo code U-TURN during checkout to save 10%. Again, that's bioptimizers.com and the promo code Y-O-U-T-U-R-N, U-TURN, during checkout to save 10%. But with this gentleman, he just, you know, he probably used same sales training that he was told that he should use, didn't know how to actually integrate the principles where you're in relationship with people, hearing from them, helping them get all parts of them behind themselves to then make strategic aligned decision. Like I want to coach my potential clients into their power, not make decisions based off fear, but listen and honor the fear. So it's a revolutionary way to sell but it feels good to us. And not only do we create consistent, committed, loyal clients. I mean, even for my certification program, we have a 21.25 re-enrollment rate, meaning people love our program so much that they do it two, three, four years in a row. And so when you take care of your people and you're offering like 10 times the value that you're charging for it, you never have to think about where do I find a client again? Yeah, yeah. It's so good what you're saying. And I think a lot of people miss it. I think a lot of people are insecure about what they're actually offering. Like it reminds me of salary negotiation data. Mm-hmm. Like people don't ask because they actually don't think they deserve it. You know, like yeah. that research is so interesting. And you know what, Alyssa, you are such a worthiness queen, but, and mm-hmm. I also want to say some people, I mean, deserve is such a weird word. Yeah. People are not doing the work at their job to make sense. Yes. yes. Okay. Let's talk about this. Yeah. I want to unpack it. Versus worthiness. Yeah. Let's unpack okay. it. Because you are priceless. Your services on the other hand are not. So when we separate who we are from what we do, it's a lot easier to say, yes, my, I'm inherently whole and valuable. My skill set, maybe I need to invest in a training or get more mentorship to get to the level that I want to get to. But that doesn't mean anything about me. So I believe that people can hit their financial goals if they're creative and resourceful enough to find a way to offer value to others doing it. Now, if you're in a corporate job, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's kind of sky's the limit. And a corporate job, you and I would both go into a corporate job and say, how can I add more value to the company, get more skills and training so I can grow within this organization if I feel aligned with it so that I don't have such a ceiling or what's another organization that I can get into. But a lot, so it's, you know, people say you deserve this and you deserve that. And it's got the best of intentions, but that's associating who they are with what they do. And I do think it's important for us to know on an egoic level that we are deserving of certain things, but on a skill set, on a job level, maybe our, our skills aren't there yet and we need to invest in a training to get there. You know, I have new coaches that do $3,000 per client for a three-month package. Usually that's normal because they're offering so much value. They start at that level. But that's my norm with my students because they've done their own training to feel confident, to invest in their skill set, to really be masterful at what they do and feel good about their services in the world. But whatever your job is, you can do the same. Okay. So I think a lot of people are struggling to believe in their services because some people are feeling like maybe I'm not in the right thing and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to offer something because I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to have a business, but this isn't actually their thing and they got to be honest about it. Yeah. How do you recommend somebody kind of course correct and start to really get connected to what is their thing? Who are they? Because I know a lot of people are suffering, feeling like these aimless little blobs trying to find their way. (laughs) And it's hard. It's hard to feel like I don't like I don't feel like I'm fully behind what I'm doing. So how can I sell it? I want to do something. I, I feel like for there's so many years of my life, I felt like a workhorse. I felt like I had energy to put somewhere, but I didn't know where to put it. 
<laughs> felt like if they took me out of the stable, I wouldn't even know where to run, but I yeah. wanted to run. Yeah. I think a lot of people listening, maybe they feel like they've got that energy for their life, that life force energy, mm-hmm. but they don't know where to put it and they don't have the answers. So what are some starting points for people to get connected to that? I think one of the biggest problems with a situation like that is people, we already know what we want deep down. We're just not always paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so anytime somebody says they don't know, I call bluff. And I would say 90, 98% people are like, yeah, I do know, but I don't think I can make money doing it or my parents wouldn't approve or there's some other fear that they need to question so that they can just get behind themselves and move forward with it. But just for people that genuinely don't know, I mean, I think of having a North Star where you've got certain qualities that align with your, that make you feel fulfilled in life. I think we put too much emphasis on career giving us something. And actually, when we feel more whole, we want to we want to give to every area of our life, career included. We want to use our career to serve. That's an advanced stage. So the first step is to identify what are the, the things, the values that light you up in life. So my top five values are growth, connection, service, truth, and love. And so I express those values in how I invest money, my support, nurture my relationships, I even with my career, I saw you do so well with social or with with online marketing and doing a webinar. And I was like, cool, let me do that. And then I started doing a webinar and my revenue doubled, but my profit didn't. And I was working so much more when I went to online marketing. Most people for coaches, they don't realize that you can do three, five hundred thousand dollars as a coach working 30 hours a month without ever going online no social media presence. That's part of what I teach in my certification program, but people don't even know that's possible. But I'm a coach. I I love coaching. It brings me aliveness. You are an entrepreneur. You like running team. That's harder for me. So some of it is experimenting and just trying things out to see what we're, what lights us up. But doing that helped me see that I profited as much, worked more so that, but even if I had made more money, I wasn't as fulfilled pushing products. I really wanted to be with people. I love watching people change their lives. I love being in the trenches with them. Like I love seeing their insights and ahas. That fulfills me in a way where sometimes entrepreneurs don't have that as much or creatives. Creatives want to create content and have a lot of uh, variety and change things often. So the more we know about ourselves, the easier it is to reverse engineer it. The three things that I do is that I look at how much do I want to make how much time do I want to be spending? And what lights me up? And then I reverse engineer around that. And in terms of that's going to make it more sustainable. But just for people that are like, I don't even know what lights me up, do a joy journal. Just start paying attention every night, writing down three to five top things that bring you joy that day. And then over a week, you'll start seeing patterns. When I first did this, I was like, I I was in Bali. I was like, I love Bali. I love bringing people together. I love consciousness work, transformational work. And so I started doing wellness retreats to Bali. Nobody knew what the inner work was. They were like, oh, you're a yoga teacher. I'm like, no, I hire out for yoga, but you know, it's inner work. And you know, you just start, you got to put it your one foot in front of the other, follow the next most intelligent step, and then experiment like you teach and do. Okay. So I know that you know, a lot of people are would take that time to self-reflect, but they're kind of in that scarce mindset where they're just, I don't, I can't afford to experiment. I can't afford. Okay, sure. So my my methodology is always about change from the inside out. So if there's a part of you that's scared and it's debilitating, it's paralyzing, you need to, what I call insource. And I'll guide people through all of these practical tools in the boot camp 
but you want to learn how to be with that part of you so that you create safety inside. Because if you're looking for safety outside, you're going to create more anxiety because the nature of life is change. And so as we learn to insource our own safety, we work with that part of us that's scared. Then we can feel more stable. Our mind is more open and clear. We take bolder moves. We're not looking for the outside circumstance to be the same so that then we feel okay. We know how to create okayness within that part of us. It's almost like we reparent that part of us that's scared. And then we're more present and productive moving forward. So what does that look like? I will teach this every day in the boot camp. I will share a different tool, both for somatic work, means embodiment work. I used to be a somatic licensed psychotherapist. That's really profound work. You don't need to know the story to shift it in your nervous system. You can also do emotional mastery work, unconscious reprogramming, moving through limiting beliefs. There's so many tools. You know, when I was in grad school, I was just like, why don't we teach this to kids in grade school? This is foundational for life, for people to enjoy their life, to more easily follow through with their goals and be consistent with it. So I, this is kind of my give back to humanity to support people knowing some of the most profound tools and based on my body of work, how I've expanded it. But, you know, it's just, you want to learn how to settle those parts of you and then take a step that may, you know, that is in the direction of your dreams, but doesn't flip your lid. It doesn't overwhelm you with fear. Just small, consistent steps is okay. Okay. I feel like a lot of people face a lot of loss as they start to do this because it's kind of threatening to the people around them, perhaps, that they're yeah. starting to do this work. And for me, I, I think I sometimes take for granted it's such a fundamental thing. I'm going to share with you the four things that you need to create consistent change because yes. then people can apply this right now. And I always design all of my programs to have these. I love I, that. I coach my clients. I coach yeah. my clients to make sure that they have those four things in their containers 100% of the time. So you are accurate in the sense where if you are in a community, you are going to be motivated and inspired to stay consistent moving forward. It inspires not only that it's possible because other people are doing it. It's not just a hobby, but they're actually getting results from it, but it normalizes a new set point. So I would say consistency is one of those four things, but community makes that easy. Community is one of the greatest ways to create sustainable change, but it also supports consistency. So number one is consistency. The second thing is inner work. You want to have the right tools mentally, emotionally, somatically to clear any of the misunderstandings or the fears that would have held you back from really being successful with it. You got to just got to sustainable change has to be from the inside out. The third one is strategy. You do want to have an aligned strategy. I don't believe in a one size fits all business model. We need different things at different times of our life. So if it's an aligned strategy, it'll be more consistent. And then the fourth thing is personal responsibility. No blame game. We got to take responsibility for what it is we want and show up. Nobody else is coming. There's support for you and you can be inspired, but you have to take responsibility because if you think somebody else was the problem, you're putting yourself in jail. You're locking yourself in a room and throwing away the key. When you know that you can use everything for your learning, for your growth, your upliftment, you will thrive in life and you will feel more empowered as a result. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Going through these four. Yeah. Can you walk us through, let's say, Sally, like going through the four? What are some yeah. of the shifts she needs to make in each one? What are some things she needs to consider in each one? What are maybe some exercises she can do for each one? Mm-hmm. Just slowing it down with each of these four. Yeah. 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 Let's do a case study. Let's yeah. do a case study. So let's imagine I've had a woman come to see me who, 
said she wanted to make more money. She says, I've been working with all these coaches. I'm not hitting my financial goals. She was investing more. She had bigger team, but she could, she had this upper limit of $250,000. And so I slowed it down. We did some, this is for the camp of inner work, right? So having the right tools are, I would say this, the, the inner tools, the right tools is 80% of the game. If you get the inner work right, everything else is easier to follow. Because otherwise, what happens is, let me back up a little bit. We say like New Year's, we say we want one thing, we've got a foot on the gas. And then we have an unconscious fear about what would happen if that evolved for us. And then we've got a foot on the brake. So we're at war competing inside of ourselves. So it's, I want to make more money. And then I find out if you haven't actually done that, there's an an, a competing intention that is holding you back around that. And people usually are like, so forget, let's say Sally. Let's say the woman that I worked with, Sally, who had hired all these other coaches. She couldn't make more than 250000 I asked her, what do you fear would happen if you made more than 250000 She said, I don't fear anything. What are you talking about? I said, okay, slow it down. Humor me for a moment. If you make, just get mindful, ask yourself and listen deeply within. If you make more than $250,000, you fear. And then tears started rolling down her eyes because she realized that when her mom got a raise, her parents got a divorce. So she had unconsciously associated growing her company with failing marriage and she didn't want that. So these, both of these parts wanted her success in marriage and work, but she unconsciously didn't believe it was possible. So we have our own insights and wisdom, but we have to have the right questions to help elicit that, the right tools. So then we don't have to hustle and push beyond these limiting beliefs or patterns inside of us, oftentimes unconscious. We can actually see what they are and then get behind ourselves. And once she could see this, I helped her get really clear instead of, because the ego likes things to be vague, quote unquote, I'm not there yet, or I'm not making enough money. I helped her define how much did you want to make and what would be a good marriage to you. And we prioritized her nurturing her family life, her kids and her husband, and then getting strategic goals around that. So putting it in priority. And it was a lot easier for her to hit it because it was aligned. So the inner work truly is my biased opinion is the deepest work. Being in, you know, one of the best ways for community is joining a program is being with people that are similar to what you're doing. So whether you go to, you know, anything that you're into, just put yourself into those communities. You know, you, you do that really when you teach that, Ashley, you know, networking and connecting, you are the master connector. So anybody listening, find an Ashley in your world <laughs> and just have her be in your life. Literally, you, I told you that I wanted to be connected with other female entrepreneurs that were impact-driven, that had online businesses. You invited me to a last-minute dinner and that dinner changed my life and it opened me to some really incredible women that have been close sisters and then it keeps spreading from there. So put yourself in groups, communities, invest in it, whatever your thing is, put yourself around those people because it will inspire and call you forward. You will have to do mindset work because oftentimes it's different stories can come up like they can do it, but I can't. And just question any of those stories. Because if you ever feel envious or jealous, it's just saying that you want what they have and you don't believe that you can have it. So just question that and then you're inspired by them. Mm -hmm. So you'll, again, back to the inner work. So the, I'm a huge fan of that and the right strategy. Just get a coach that's done what you want to do and help you shortcut the learning curve. Truly, I, I, I'm a deep believer in investing and in mentoring, coaching. Mm. And personal responsibility is, again, back to the inner work. You know, have you met Tracy Holland yet, Alyssa? Or 
No, you haven't. Okay, she's going to be at dinner with us on Thursday. Okay, okay. She's amazing, and she has her own community, but she's a pretty big thinker. She exited a beauty company. She, funny enough, the guy, Neil, that I'm dating, Mm -hmm. he, did I tell you how I met her? No. He saw her as a keynote at an event. He was the only guy at the event because it was a women's and wellness event, but he invests Mm -hmm. in women. So he went over to her and was like, you need to be friends with this girl I've been dating for two months. And she was like, okay. And he connected us and she realized she saw my TED talk eight months ago and she screenshotted a picture of me, sent it to her assistant and said, find her. We're going to be friends. Oh my God. And then the assistant said she lives in New York, but she's from LA. And she looked at the picture of me and said, okay, you find me. And then Neil connected us. So we've been friends ever since. She created like a beauty brand. She exited it. She has a women's network. She's just kind of what looks like an entrepreneurial machine queen, you know? (laughs) And it looks easy when I look at her. And whenever I see her, and you have some of this for sure as well, she looks at my business and it's like, she talks about it kind of like she's ordering another coffee, you know? She's, okay, so you just need to talk to this person and then you're going to triple your revenue. And you know me, I'm not very, I mean, I love and enjoy making money, but it's not necessarily what's going to get me moving all the time. Yeah. Um, And it's so inspiring. And I think when you start to, I don't think people fully get how much when you're in a community of people doing things you want to do and you do the mindset work not to feel silly being there, not to feel like you're behind, not to feel like you're not enough. Well, you don't belong. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, it's their normal standard starts to rub off on you. And I don't think I would have got a book deal if it wasn't our friendship with Sarah, because Sarah Mm -hmm. Stewart got her book deal. And I just remember all of y'all talking about book deals, like they're coming out of your (laughs) armpit. And I just remember thinking, I'm getting my book deal, you know, like it just felt so normal. And that's it. Yeah, because I thought about starting a podcast and then Layla and Emily and all these other and was like, yeah, we're all doing it. It just, it, it, it calls you forward to your next level, but it's through inspiration. Yeah. And it's norm. And it normalizes it. And I think that's the question for people listening is like, what do you need to normalize? What do you want? How can you normalize it? Mm-hmm. What do you need to be around that makes it normal? That's right. And yeah. sometimes that con- that contrast from the community that you're in to the community that you're going into, it will highlight your own limitations and negative beliefs and yeah. then confront you with it. Because sometimes I have people join my certification program. They're like, coaches can't do that well. And then they join the program and they're like, oh, and they have to look at their own biases, their own misunderstandings, the conditioning that they've inherited. And it could be money, but anything. Yeah. And so how happy can you be in marriage? How successful can you be You know, also being a parent? We have all these binary misunderstandings. And you're right, being in community helps highlight the contrast so that we can do our work to align and make it fun and easy. Mm. You know, I think one of the hacks that I've done, because, you know, it's so funny when you call me a networker, because I still think of people almost in the energy like that guy tried to sell me yesterday where he like wanted to get a refundable deposit and da, 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 da. I just, but then I felt so much anxiety. So when I think of networking, sometimes I think about anxiety, people who, you know, anyone who's listening right now and they're listening to what you're talking about and they're thinking, how do I create, how do I normalize all the big things that I want? How do I do the mindset work to hang out with the people who normalize that? Yeah. And I don't know, like one of the things I've done is, and I, it's, it feels weird to do it this way, but I look at where I am, where am I at on the stairwell? And then I look at what is the top of the stairwell? Somebody who's done it, right? 
And then I'm thinking, like, who's in, in the middle of the stairwell? You know, it's, it doesn't feel like such a stretch. Like, I'm going to feel weird reaching out to the person at the top of the stairwell. They're, they've been there, done that. They're looking for a community, perhaps, that can normalize their next level. And so I usually will find somebody just a couple steps ahead of me and that's it. Not that much. And I don't like the whole fake it till you make it thing. Like I get it. No, I don't need to. Yeah. It's instead of fake it till you make it, just own it. So it's, I'm doing this. It doesn't mean you've done it yet. It just means you're doing it. And one of the things that's been so weird is you've seen me make and lose a lot of money and you've watched me have a whole clusterfuck journey with that. Mm -hmm. And when more money came back to me after all these years of what felt like failure, even if I was never really failing, mm-hmm. what struck me was like, I'm the same girl. You know, I just had a new idea that worked. And it's sometimes we identify too much with our successes and our failures. What are some mindset hacks that you can help people use to maybe get a little more free? Yeah. I'm a big fan of anything that contracts you can free you. So pay attention to your body. Anytime you have a contraction, just notice that's an alarm clock in the moment to wake up to. What am I believing? What's the story I'm putting on the moment as a filter so that then we can question it? I, you know, and I also, before I get there, I just want to speak to you because sometimes we can get so focused on one goal and then we say where people are higher on the ladder, but in that one area, right? And it's again, not about, us, it's about that goal or that specific skill. So maybe they're higher up in business, but what about relationships and health and family life? There's so much more holistic lenses because when I really, sometimes I've been, and I want to normalize this too, paralyzed in comparison. There have been times where I'm like really wanted to feel more successful and be able to feel like I could hang in the groups that I was in. And I kept putting myself in groups where people were even more and more successful. And I think that was an unconscious ego trap because I was inspired, but also to kind of validate the story that I wasn't good enough. Right. I remember that story of crying in front of all those people. Yeah. Yeah. I think life has a perfect way of orchestrating situations. I'm literally in a group where Malala, Bill Gates, Oprah, all these like big players. This was many years ago. And I was still a grad student. I hadn't really discovered what I was capable of in my career, but I was like you. I was like, Felt like I was at the race, ready to go, had all this energy, but I was still doing the thing of getting trained. And I, I'm so proud that I feel really competent and like what I'm offering deeply serves. That's important. Now I'm sharing that in a bigger way. But at the time, my, I don't know, 20 something self was really caught in comparison of I need, I should be further along. And the only thing that really helped ever shift that was being with the part of me that was scared that was comparing, that didn't feel good enough. So rather than trying to change that, stop to actually meet that part of me. You know, how do I, even when I, you know, when I was a therapist, when I, when you had found me, I was not sharing any of my work publicly. And Deepak Chopra's crew found me, heard about the coach that I was and invited me into doing a, having two strangers come over me doing a coaching session. I was scared shitless because I felt my performance equaled me. So how these two strangers came, whatever that coaching session was about to be, who I am as a person. Like I had definitely equated those two. So they're setting up downstairs in my office. I'm upstairs in my daughter's um, room, pink wallpaper, literally losing my shit, just like crying on the floor, not feeling worthy. And I, at that moment, I stopped to just feel not worthy. I wasn't trying to change it. I wasn't trying to run away from it. I just allowed that part of me that was 
not feeling good enough to be there. And I, and I just felt not as a, how do I say this? I felt it with acceptance and compassion. Mm-hmm. And I promise you within two minutes, it moved on. Mm-hmm. It was like I was finally willing. And this is what I teach in my certification. It's called the paradox of transformation. This is one somatic hack. So somatic work is really powerful because you don't need to know the story. Sometimes you can, but when you drop the story and you be with this sensation of what you've been trying to run from, you presence it, ironically, it moves on, right? Mm -hmm. Because neuroscientists have found that it only takes 90 seconds to feel a sensation before it moves through the body. And so I just sat there and I felt the thing that I was so scared of and I didn't make meaning out of it. I just allowed myself to feel not good enough. And then I could feel into the part of me. It wasn't the total, not all of me, it was just a part of me. And it moved on. It integrated into my nervous system. And I went downstairs and I offered those two random people that I just met the same invitation to do what I had just done. And they were profound sessions. But I knew whether it was good or bad, it wasn't about me. Mm. And I only knew that conceptually before I got to live that into action. And so sometimes we can hear these things conceptually. And I think that's the first step. But the courage to actually face the feelings, be with the emotions that come up, that's where it transforms. And this is why I like coaching because a real healing is a change of behavior. And Mm. so once you're like, hey, I want to say public speak, then you actually book a talk and then you meet the, the gripping fear that is scared of being rejected and judged and abandoned. And as you meet that fear, it integrates in your nervous system. You feel lighter, you're more present, productive, and you can just be yourself. So as we take steps towards whatever it is that we're wanting, that unconscious fear comes up and that's natural. But when you have the right tools to move it through your system, then it not only out, like heals it for that moment, but then you no longer have to project it and take it with you into every other goal moving forward. I love it so much. And I think that some people, they just feel it and get stuck in the feeling versus yes. feeling it and really moving it. So can you help somebody yes. understand what that difference is? With Good. Okay. Like, so somebody, I feel like shit. I feel embarrassed. It's like, if, how do we actually get them to sit in the shit and the embarrassment so exactly. that it actually moves? <laughs> You're so right on. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to go through everything that I'm sharing here. I'm going to go through in the boot camp. Every yeah. day I have a different focus. So I don't just conceptually teach it to you fully. I'm going to give you a new tool, a powerful group exercise, and bring some people up that are live to do one-to-one demos and show you because I'm a watcher doer. I want to feel it in my body. I want to see it and learn it. So in terms of emotional mastery, this is what I would call it. There's the indulgers and there's the avoiders. So the avoiders think that if I just think about it, then I don't have to feel into my body because if I go there and feel it, I'm never going to leave. I remember one time I don't, I, I had somebody in my therapy office. I was trying to think if it was you. I don't think it was you. But they were like, I'm, I can't go there. I'm going to throw up if I go there. And I grabbed the trash can. I was like, let's go. And they didn't throw up. But I was just willing to hold the space because they were avoiding. And I knew, I know that avoiding just means postponing. And so with the, the avoiders, they think that if they think about it, even if they talk about their feelings, it's a subtle way of avoiding feeling it. And that it has a positive intention because they don't want to get lost in feeling it and not being able to get out. Again, we didn't learn this in grade school. Then my emotional deep divers. These are people that get lost in their emotions and they're on spin cycle. They're just like feeling it again and again with no relief, right? So those types of people, I've got different medicine for both. I would say for my feelers, start doing more mindset work so you understand what is the thought that created the feeling so you can start working it at the root, nipping in the the bud. And then with my avoiders, 
I would say try feeling a sensation, not the story, feeling a sensation in your body with full acceptance, breathing into it. And even right now, so find a, a contraction in your body, everybody listening. Maybe it's in your shoulder and just put your awareness there in your body, wherever that contraction is, and then feel it as a sensation and breathe into it. Fully letting it be here, just for this moment, dropping into the sensation, dropping in, dropping the mind into the body, fully feeling it, breathing in and breathing out. And as you allow it, you notice it starts to dissolve. So everything is looking to be accepted and then it moves on. But if we're in our head, we lock it in place, right? Life is intelligent and look, it's looking for harmonies, homeostasis. So we've just made it complicated with our minds and gotten in the way. And so again, this is just empowering people with life tools to make life much easier to navigate. Oof, okay. As I'm thinking about this exercise, I'm thinking about the people that are like, all right, I'm feeling all my feelings of unworthiness or whatever the discomforting feelings are. And some people ask me, do I need to put my sheets over my head and sit in bed? I'm like, if that's where you want to sit and feel it, by all means. (laughs) And just focus on the sensations and feel them and let them kind of surf on through you. Let's say they're starting to create community. They're starting to, when you say do mindset work, what I I already know your answer, but what would you say is the most impactful book or two that can help people do the mindset work? And I, I want to plug this first. The inner work doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to take a long time. Mm-hmm. Have the right tools. Sometimes we go through a phase of if we've never done the work. Yeah, there's going to be sometimes a phase where we go deep in. Maybe we go to therapy consistently. We go to a retreat. Whatever it may be for you, follow and trust what is your yes. And again, the more you do it proactively, the less it like pushes down this reservoir of unexpressed emotion from the rest of your life right? You kind of, like a teapot, you start taking out some of the steam so it doesn't overflow with anxiety and feeling paralyzed in a panic, you know, attack or things like that, which are all symptoms of something deeper. Mm -hmm. And so as we address that deeper thing, it starts getting lighter. We feel more free. We are more, we're able to perform and be more consistent with creating what it is we want in our lives. I just want to plug that. Mm -hmm. In terms of minds at work, I think specifically, one of the best tools is Byron Katie's The Work. And this is free. It's online, thework.com. It's specifically good for negative projections. So when anytime you're judging someone else, it's a mirror for an aspect of yourself. And, you know, it's somewhat similar to narrative psychotherapy or cognitive behavioral therapy. It, But it, to me, this framework does not let you get away. It makes you take personal responsibility. I love that tool. And I also love bringing compassion into some of the work or some somatic work. And so part of you know the boot camp is to give you practical ways that you can apply it towards your business, towards relationships, and towards yourself ultimately. Okay, friends. So you can find out about the boot camp at ashleystahl.com slash Alyssa, January 22nd to January 26th. Totally. She's going live. So five days confidence and clients coaching boot camp. This is for you if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Maybe you're a new coach. Maybe you're a seasoned coach. You maybe just want to be your own coach. You want to do some mindset work. Can you walk us through some of the key things you're covering in those five days? 
Yeah. So it's every day I'm going live doing a transformational group exercise, giving you a tool. It's embodied. So if you want to start the year off right, you're right. It's for people that want to just love personal development work and want to up your game as a leader, as a parent, for brand new coaches. And then those that want to accelerate you know, clients. Where do I have a wait list of dream clients? We go into strategy and energy there. So if you want processes to help embody a deeper sense of confidence that is always here, sometimes we're uh, ignoring it or we're not able to access it, the, the tool that I will give you will help you access a sense of confidence. And I don't just tell you, I'll guide you through it so you embody it. But we'll do embodiment work, unconscious reprogramming, specifically healing your relationship with money, manifestation, super high vibe, start meeting with a community. You know, this is our most popular event of the year and it is absolutely free and it is only available for a limited time, January 22nd to the 26th, but it is powerful and you will walk away with tools that you can apply on yourself or with your clients right away. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for everybody who joins this. Thanks for the conversation. Thanks for everybody for supporting me doing this interview as I'm eating my lunch, Alyssa. <laughs> I'm just at that point. I don't know what your later 30s are, but for me, it's been kind of like a, here I am, you know? That's how you do life. That's how I do. Yeah. I love you so much. I appreciate you so much. And thanks for doing this with me and sharing your bouquet. And I appreciate the work that you're sharing in the world. I think it's important. Mm, love you. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners. Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-Turns. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.